in front of an artificial lounge audience. It is now time for the next episode of the show. Yes, hello. Welcome to the show. I am Tommy. I am one part of the two parts that is the show. Anthony, how are you today? I am great, brother. How is everything going? Not too bad. You told me that you wanted to talk about fantasy sports, specifically fantasy football. It's getting later in July now, and it's starting to get into fantasy football draft season. So while I'm generally reluctant to do fantasy sports content on my podcast i don't want to be part of the fantasy industry when you say let's do a fantasy podcast i'm all ears so please allow me to give you the floor on fake football 2021 <laughs> i like i like that fake football yeah and you know a lot of people do fan a lot of podcasters if you will, will do fantasy content. And I don't want to break down positions and quarterbacks and running backs and who's going to be the best wide receiver. I just want to specifically talk about awesome fantasy football leagues, which I believe I have the best fantasy football league in America. And I just want to tell you all about it. Okay. (laughs) I'm immediately defensive. And isn't that how fantasy sports goes sometimes? I think you're full of shit. There's no way you have the best fantasy league because I'm already part of the best fantasy league and I would have to look up the roster of managers. I don't, I'm not even sure if you're in it or not. So allow me to start this conversation with the ultimate disrespect. I'm not even sure that you're in my favorite fantasy football league. All right. And it's a great segue because I was in that league at one point, assuming it's the league I'm thinking of. And I, you know, I, I have a, uh, a difference of opinion when it comes to the type of drafting that is done in fantasy football. You know, most fantasy superstars would prefer to do a auction style draft because it, it, you get a chance to get whoever you want. That's um, right. Auction's the only way to go. It's really the only way to play the game fairly. Right. And, and, you know, that's always the argument. And, you know, I kind of thought that a long, a long time too. And, and then the, the league I do now, and have done for the last, I guess this will be our 11th season. Um, they didn't, the guys that I did it with, they didn't want to do an auction. So I said, okay, I conceded. We did a snake draft. I've, but I've always done other auction leagues and or budget leagues, whatever, bidding leagues, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, obviously the snake is flawed because if, if you don't have the first pick, then you don't get, you're, you're out that player no matter what. Whoever takes number one, number two, you have the fifth pick, let's say. Whoever goes top four, you have no chance to get those guys. In an auction, you have a chance to get everybody, right? Yeah, the the snake's completely fucked up, inherently fucked up, all the way fucked up. There's no reason to ever play in a snake fantasy football league. It's just, it's a stupid thing to do. There's inherent unfairness to that construct. Obviously, I do play in simple snake drafts when it's like the homies and the people that aren't serious about it. So like any conversation about fake sport, I feel like we have to bifurcate (laughs) just a little bit between the serious and the non-serious leagues here real quick. So there's nothing wrong with a snake draft when it's with the fam and you're just chilling and uh, Adam Vinatieri is going to go in the first round. There's nothing wrong with snake draft there. 
But when you're actually playing a competitive draft, you can't have a snake because what it does is it tilts the playing field in a manner where one person in your league has the entire player pool at their disposal. And I understand the idea that there is strategy that can be involved there. And they have, are you familiar with KDS or Kentucky Derby style? I think the S is for Kentucky Derby system. It might be, I'm not even sure. Have you heard of KDS? Never heard of it in my life. All right. So KDS is a snake draft, which is inherently fucked, but the way that they try and fix it, rather than just move to a bid system where everybody has the same opportunity, check out the Band-Aid of KDS, Kentucky Derby, something. KDS is where you get to pick which spot you want to be in. So in addition to the inherent unfairness of having one player have access to the whole pool, they compound the unfairness by having a lottery, just a random pick where you can list out where do you want to be in the snake order. Right, yeah. I I, I get that concept. That I, That's actually kind of cool. And that's kind of what I was going to say. That's kind of cool? It is kind of cool. I like it. I like it. No, but it hear me sucks. out. Hear me out. No, I will not hear you out until you admit <laughs> that KDS sucks and snake drafting sucks. How can KDS be cool? How can drawing a lottery for where you want to pick be cool? I mean, if you want to, you know, if, if you think, you know, you're a 12 team league and you and you want to pick 10, I, okay, I can, I, I, okay, why not? You know, you get the 10th pick overall, then you get the, what, the, the 14th pick overall, right? Excellent math by you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but it, that, now, that, now I don't know about the Katie, I, I, I prefer a, just a traditional snake draft, and I'm going to tell you why. Now you want to go down. I didn't want to break this whole thing down, but let's just break it down real quick. In an auction, and I have a different type of auction that I played in, which I think will boggle your mind, but in a traditional auction, basically it's just, there's a draft order, whoever's gonna, and you're not picking, you're just, you're, you're, you're choosing a player to be auctioned off. Right? Nominated. Nominated. So, not, yeah, you're nominated. So the way it goes in an auction, typically, is once you get down to about 70% of the players gone, the other 30% of the field, nobody has any money left. Everybody has $5 left. So everybody's bidding. It's going to be a winning bid of a dollar or $2 for all the players for the last 30% of the draft. And you would think, oh, that's not that's not bad because these players suck. But the, typically in an auction, there's a bunch of players that in a snake draft would have gone in the first not in the first round, but would have gone in the third through sixth round in a snake draft. Now you're getting these players for a dollar or two. It's the dumbest thing I've ever, and that's why I can't do an auction because of that. But check really? this. Yeah, but check that, that this That surprises out. me. I, I think what you're generally describing there is the market forces of the entire league being able to bid on any player they want. I think there's two fair ways to do an auction. You just go to ESPN or whatever site you're going to use, and you do a whole top 300 of average draft position, and that is the order that you nominate players in. Because then, wait a minute, what, what, what the fuck? I got to pause. I've got to hit the plunger. I've got to hit the pause plunger. Why? <laughs> Why are you trying to determine the nomination order based off some random ADP chart? Well, dude, if 
if you don't do that, you have exa- example A that I just described. That you're gonna in the bottom 30 percent of the of the nominated players, you're going to have third and fourth round guys. Well, well, going for a dollar to two dollars a piece. You can't argue it. It, it. it it happens every single auction in every single auction draft in America. That happens. Uh. All right, man. Apparently, my bias towards the auction draft is so strong that I can't. I can barely even hear the arguments that you're making. <laughs> I'm trying to associate them right now. I'm trying to take a moment to to figure out how those market, those natural market dynamics, could be in any way analogous to the completely fucked up snake system of guy who has first has access to everyone guy who has 12th has access to the pool minus 11 right uh, there's just no way to compensate and maybe i'm missing something maybe i'm missing something maybe you're right maybe the market dynamics and how the bidding on players works throughout an auction draft where there are extreme values to be had later but there's no way you can forecast those at the beginning they're different every time to your point that every auction generates those extreme values i would counter by saying that each one of those is a unique event and the um we haven't really broken down league construction yet we got to get back to this best league ever thing oh we're good yeah, we'll I, get there dude we'll get there. yeah i didn't forget <laughs> I, I definitely didn't forget so anyway, before we get to that, but in a two quarterback league is kind of where I was going with that. But in a two quarterback super flex style league, sometimes there's extreme values on the second quarterback. In other leagues, sometimes, wow, man, the tight ends were an extreme value. It just the market didn't generate. And that's I love the fact that there's market forces and everybody has the exact same opportunity. Right. And I get that. And the one the one example I was going to use, I actually played in a pretty cool league a couple years back for, I did it for four or five years in a row, um, where it was an auction draft, but then once everybody kind of dipped below, let's say that there was a number value, let's say, let's say everybody has like an average of $15 left per team. Um, then at that point they would actually formulate a snake draft for the rest of that draft. Jesus fucking Christ. It, it was what actually the pretty cool. Hell it was actually you, no, pretty cool. It's not. It was it's not cool. pretty cool. No, Have you ever cool. driven by a convenience store that sold scratch tickets and not stopped? Why do you continually insert a lottery into a completely fair system? What the fuck is wrong with again, you? Again, again, I, you know, I don't think it's fair. I think it's, I, I, I guess it is fair, uh-huh. but I don't know. I, you know, if, you know, just for argument's sakes, I don't know, you could pick any year out of the hat and pick, I don't know, the seventh best wide receiver in the NFL. That guy is available for a dollar every year. Every year. <laughs> All right, well, now we're into hyperbole, which is the last <laughs> resort of a desperate man. <laughs> All right, all right. All right, so let me let me move on. dude so my league we had a meeting of the minds it's basically a family league me and me and all my brothers and some of our crazier friends 
And uh, we decided that a snake, a, a traditional snake, oh, you get, we're just gonna randomize it, right? I get number one pick, you get number two pick, whatever, we don't do that. What we do is, and this is what makes it the best league of all time. And that's, and that's not an opinion, bro. That okay. is a fucking fact. Huh? So we have what I like to call the Beer Olympics. So our draft this year is going to be on Saturday, September 4th. We are going to get together at about 10 a.m. that Saturday. And we're going to have five events. Yes, events that all include drinking beer by the gallons. And we have a point structure, essentially. And we have, it's a 12-team league. So, you know, if you do the best in that certain in the first event, you get 12 points for that. If you do worst out of all 12 people, you get one point for that. Okay? And we add up all the points after, every, after all the five events. And whoever's number one gets their choice of where they want to pick. This is incredible. If I'm not mistaken, I think what I'm hearing is even though you didn't know about KDS until just a moment ago, you had already independently created a KDS type of system all on your own. But instead of a random drawing to determine the KDS outcome, you compete for it in a series of events that you made up. Same concept. I like it. Competing for your KDS spot in some type of retarded combination of the Revenge of the Nerds Carnival and Gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> That's great. The Dark Carnival KDS. I like it a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> Anthony, it's amazing how the podcast has come together. You convinced me we should do a fantasy show, and now we have Dark Carnival KDS. We found a way to get the insane clown posse into the show. <laughs> Dark Carnival. Uh, I think it's going to be the biggest hit of the 2021 fantasy draft season. For everyone listening to the show, there's our inside joke. Dark Carnival KDS. Oh, uh, yeah. And the events. I, I think you'd be down with the events, dude. You know, like... <laughs> Probably, but leave us in suspense, please. All you juggalos and juggalettes, feel free to play the home version where you make up your own Dark Carnival KDS. Woot woot. All right, all right. Before we get out of here, I want to do a quick segment on Flex 16. Flex 16, the revolutionary fantasy football format, it is the best thing ever. At the top of the show, we talked about who has the best league, and you made the case for Dark Carnival KDS, and it was a strong case. But we haven't heard about Flex 16 yet. I guess before we do that, Uh, Also at the top of the show, we kind of alluded to the fact that we don't play in the Flex 16 League together currently. And the reason that we don't do that is probably something that I shouldn't talk too much about. But my brother and I uh, pretty much turned our fantasy league into the West Bank. (laughs) It was Palestine and Israel and you and everyone else were just collateral damage. And I don't think 
that I've ever said this uh, specifically to you about that before, but I am sorry. Apology not accepted, bro. <laughs> not accepted. Okay, fair. It did get a little ugly there for a moment, but fake sports can be that way. Passions run high. I, I specifically remember one year, which was absolutely hilarious. At the time, not so much, but uh, to think about now, it's so funny because like, it was so bad. It was like a three-way brawl between me, you, and your brother, and... And they kicked you out of the league. They kicked me out of the league. They kicked Chris out of the league. And then you stayed out of the league for at least the rest of that season. Me and Chris got invited back, and we labeled our team names as the Outsiders. A little throwback to the WWE. (laughs) Ah, yes, the Outsiders. You and Junior as Hall and Nash makes so much sense. Anyway, setting aside all of the personality stuff and focusing on the league settings... I did want to promote Flex 16. It's a format that's built on the concepts that starting more players each week reduces the amount of dumb luck involved and that short benches means that managers have to make tough decisions and the waiver wire stays relevant. So Flex 16 floods the zone with active roster spots, but it only gives you four bench spots. Check this out. We start with a super flex format, and I think most people are familiar with that by now. But if not, it just means in addition to your starting quarterback roster spot, you also get a super flex spot that can be any player, including another QB. So that immediately makes the entire quarterback market different and more relevant than if you're just in a 12-team league that plays one quarterback. All of a sudden, now you're going to be using 24 of the starting quarterbacks essentially every week. And during bye weeks, it gets tricky. It's, It's a lot more fun to manage. It makes the quarterback much more relevant. In addition to the quarterback and the super flex roster spots, there is one tight end. We don't do goofy shit with the tight end position. If you're doing goofy shit with the tight end position, I'd like to encourage you to knock it off. (laughs) Anyway, flex 16, one tight end. Then, of course, you get a defense. So from the top, quarterback, super flex, tight end, defense. There's your first group of four. Your specialists, if you will. The quarterback, the super flex, the tight end, the defense. Then we go two wide receiver, two running back. So there's your second cluster of four. Followed by four, count them, four traditional flex spots, the wide receiver RBTE. Those are the 12 active roster spots each week. And then you have your group of four bench spots. That's flex 16. The four buckets. (laughs) That's awesome. Four by four, baby. The four specials, QB, super flex, tight end, defense, four skills. That's two RBs, two wide receivers, four traditional flexes, four bench spots. You get it all. It's like one of those Omaha steak commercials, but without the four apple tartlets. Greatest format ever. Am I wrong? Oh, no. it was. It, it's the best format ever, for sure. I think what we have here is a co-MVP situation. Dark Carnival KDS is the lord of the drafts, and Flex 16 is the best roster format.
Wiggy, 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 wiggy